0: How do you avoid the most common legal problems when setting up an online magazine? So this is a new company. Maybe it's a blog that makes money through affiliate links or selling some services. Maybe it's an online magazine, which is much like a blog, but often makes more money through advertising. Perhaps there's a portion of the magazine that's behind a paywall. And the paywall is a spot where if users pay, they have access to more information. So here's what I would be thinking about. First, in which state is the owner located? Because usually you are going to be taxed at the income tax level in that state. If you don't have a state with income tax, great. That may be a good state to be located in. I would also ask the owner, are you concerned about privacy or is your name going to be associated with the business? There are certain states, Minnesota, Wyoming, etc., where the owner can be kept confidential from the public. Now, the government is always going to know who the owner is because tax authorities need to know that. So, if it's important to keep the owner's name confidential, we would probably look at setting the business up in a state where confidentiality of the owner is preserved. That might be Minnesota, for example, if the owner's here. But Minnesota has a state income tax. And so we might take that into consideration and look at a different state. Let's say the owner lives in Texas, where there is no state income tax, I believe. A Texas owner would probably not want to set up a Minnesota LLC. We'd probably look at a Nevada LLC. So privacy of the owner and income tax considerations are important. All right, Then, once we've identified which state to set the business up in, we would look at LLC or S-Corporation. Why not C-Corporation? Because C-Corporations are taxed twice. And so for most business owners, that's not the way you'd want to go. There are some exceptions, like if you don't plan to have profits for a number of years, or if you are doing special tax planning where you want the C-Corporation to be able to deduct certain expenses that an S-Corporation couldn't. But by and large... An S-Corporation or LLC are the best options. So from there, do you want an LLC or an S-Corp is the question. If you're going to be working in the business, and if the business is going to have significant profits, then generally speaking, you want it to be an S-Corp. And in fact, even if you're not working in the business, you probably want it to be an S-Corp. I have a separate video on trying to decide between LLC and S-Corp, so I'm not going to go too deep into that. We'll add the link later when this video is published. The next question is, what contracts do you need with important relationships? Well, you're going to have contracts with readers. That's the privacy policy and the terms of use or the terms of service. So you'll want to make sure that is taken into consideration. Next, if you have any paid subscribers you have a contract with them that's with behind a paywall typically so make sure you have a solid contract there third if you have any advertisers you'll have a contract with them now if you're using like google ads you don't have to worry about a a special contract there because google has a contract but if you have advertisers who are paying for space on your website you'd have a contract with them. If you have affiliate links, it's important that you have a disclaimer related to those. And then once you have contracts for all of your important relationships with the outside, you'll want to think about any contracts you have with important relationships on the inside. So that's independent contractors. You'll probably want an independent contractor agreement or at least consider whether to have one. Why is that important by the way? Two really big reasons. One, you designate who owns the intellectual property contractors are creating. The default is contractors own it. So if you're paying them to create something for you, you want a contract that gives you the intellectual property rights. The second reason is you need to have confidentiality provisions in there. If you don't, you're essentially waiving trade secret rights as it relates to any confidential information the contractor has access to. So for example with an IT company who has access to all data in your computer you are running the risk of waiving all of your trade secret rights if you don't have a confidentiality provision in your contract with the IT provider. Next, think about the relationship you have with employees. Now usually you don't have a contract with them. You have an employee handbook and that employee handbook sets forth all your policies and employees rights and procedures as it relates to the employee relationship. Now you might say why not have a contract with employees? Why is it an employee handbook or or policy? You can change employee handbooks and policies at any time in the future. You don't need employee permission to do that. But contracts require employees to agree to the new terms. So usually you only use contracts for something that won't be changing and you are locking in rights of an employee and an employer. Whereas an employee handbook, which is a collection of employee and HR policies, you can change that handbook at any time. All you need to do is notify the employees that you have changed the policies and they're now subject to it. A best practice is to also have the employees acknowledge that they received the handbook and have read the updated handbook, but that isn't always necessary. So now we've talked about the big relationships. Relationships with the outside, relationships with the inside. What else should a magazine or publication business be attending to? You may want to trademark your brand name, you may want to copyright what you create, the artistic works that you create, whether it's videos, text, or images. And you might want to register those intellectual property protections. If you have any slogan or logo, you might consider trademarking that. You will need to set up an entity. We talked about that in the beginning. And you might need to register in a city, county, or state. So you'll want to work with an attorney familiar with those in your local jurisdiction. A magazine doesn't have any requirements to get licensed, but you probably have a requirement to register with your state, especially the state tax authority because you may have an obligation to start collecting sales tax, you may have an obligation to start collecting payroll tax, and then uh, typically you have tax returns associated with those. And you want to know in advance are those due monthly, quarterly, or yearly? It depends on your state. And then even within states like Minnesota your obligations may depend on how much you're actually collecting. Those are some of the big legal concerns or steps to avoid problems in the future. You might also consider getting insurance to mitigate any risks that you have out there. For example, the risk with a magazine is potential defamation. So you'd want insurance against that. Perhaps intrusion upon seclusion. I'll cover that probably a little bit later today or in another show. But you want some protection for the tort of inclusion upon seclusion. And that's where you publish private information and you have legal liability for it. You might also want liability for some sort of errors in what gets published. Or you might want insurance for that liability. So essentially, just to recap, that was... What factors you consider when setting up a legal structure and avoiding legal problems for a startup online magazine? Alright, if you would like to get notified about the next live session, you are welcome to subscribe to the Aaron Hall Attorney YouTube channel. You are welcome to subscribe to our little reminder email system at AaronHall.com free. You can also sign up and follow us on other social media sites. I'm Aaron Hall, an attorney for business owners and entrepreneurial companies. It was a pleasure talking with you today and answering your questions from an educational perspective. As I always say, before you rely on any of this, consult with an attorney. It's my hope that you use these questions to identify topics and questions to bring up with your attorney. Until the next live session, I hope you are doing well. Take care.